So he said, un hombre sigue su camino con la gente que lo rodea, right? So I think you're coming, you're coming more culture-wise. I think it's always, it, to, for me, it's always been the times. At the time, we guys are supposed to, and even now, like, we're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be able to handle things. We're supposed to not have feelings or we're not supposed to complain. Uh, at least, and that's my perspective. And I'm not saying, like, you know, Jen lets me complain. She probably lets me complain way too much. But, for like, at work or other things, like, I always feel like, I don't have any room to talk because you know what women have been pushed down so much. Like they've, they've always been having to break the glass ceiling and trying to be equal all the time. And I get that. Like, and they should, they should be 100% equal and they should be at, at our level or even beyond because some of them deserve to be on. But at what point does it make it to where we can't say anything? Like we can't hurt. With this conversation, how do you think, in your perspective, that we can, as guys, we can start opening up the conversation where we feel comfortable, hey, talking to another guy buddy, or even to our wives, or to our brothers, or sisters, maybe even our parents, like, how do we open up that conversation to be like, hey, I need to talk about my feelings, and it's going to be okay. Learning more from my mom emotion-wise than I did from my dad, things like that. And I think that's what you're saying as a, or I don't know if you are, but when you say we need to care for men, we need to talk about men's health, we need to then in that case, let it be okay for men to talk and be vulnerable. Hey, 2H2Fers, welcome back to Too Hard Too Fast. It's Thursday and you know what that means. One more day of work. We're drunk. Unless you work on the weekends, then, you know, sucks for you. But for us, we're back on Thursday, and we're back with Juan, and we're getting Daddy serious. Juan. Hey, it's Papi Chulo or Daddy Juan or whatever it is, JC, man. Daddy Juan. I stand corrected. We're back with Papi Chulo, Daddy Juan. And with that said, this conversation is going to get fun. It's going to get serious. Who knows where it's going to go? Only you will if you follow too hard, too fast. And let's go too hard, too fast. With that said, buckle up. 5K. Sit back, buckle up, too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Hey, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. It reminds me of my first time. That intro was quick, so. We believe it. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast of the century. It's the <laughs> You know how nowadays we want to be equal to women, right? In in a lot of things because Say what? Say it again. I'm sorry. We want to be equal to women in a lot of things, right? So we can't just we, be catering to women. Or women want to be equal to yeah, us. Yeah, women want to be equal to us. Yeah, you know, I think they, they already are in, in many ways. Uh, well they're better than us, but they don't need to know that, bro. Smarter <laughs> too, but you know, they I think they already know that. They don't need to be told. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They, they, they don't need to be told <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll stop. We'll stop rail rolling or steamrolling yeah, yeah, you. Funny. No, but that, I mean that was it. You know, you just I had nothing, nothing else to say other than hey, we need to cater to men too. It can't just be. But I know, like, how, how are we going to cater, cater? How are we to supposed men? to cater to men? Like Chick Fil A cater. Well, because it's like as a man, you think like, oh, I need to go harder. I need to go All faster. Out. I need to like do this, even if I can only do fast. it for two minutes. I'm going to do it. So Two minutes, too yeah. hard, too fast. That's it, bro. 5K? Two minutes, too hard, too fast. True. What do you think? You Basically, pay for it. It's it's you do whatever you want, man. Uh, you sprint. You sprint a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just right. No, no, no. But no, that, that's a good point, man. Should we start making it more acceptable to say, hey, man, I like a little pink, a little baby blue, and put it on a, on a T-shirt, and I'll wear it. I think you made a great point there. You, it needs to be more acceptable instead of us trying to. Instead, you know how we're kids. You're like you, you're wearing that, and you keep calling each other names. And I mean, we did it playfully, but you never knew who was getting offended or who actually felt hurt. 
Like me personally, like purple. Yeah, I mean, I did associate it, I guess, like, oh, that's feminine. But like luckily joining our fraternity and stuff, purple was one of the main colors. And I, I've grown to love it. And I love that George uh, uh, integrated, I guess, the purple and the too hard, too fast and stuff, man. I don't know, Whoa. but I've come to love purple. But yeah, you're right. I think same thing, though. We need a, a try. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be my next background next time. That's going to be my next tattoo. We should do that, dude. Hey, we like a too hard and then you have a too fast or vice versa or something. What do you think? And then we just. Oh, anyway. that's a little too but much. Her, uh, <laughs> but I would. All right, on our butt cheeks. All right, anyways. <clears throat> But um, but no, you're right. I think we need to do the same thing. What do you think? Yeah, and see, we came from a small little city, so very our city is very um, traditional, moderate. Um, so we're not, when we got to college, it was an eye opener because we weren't exposed to that in 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 that regard. Uh, like our parents didn't expose us in like that. Uh, and there's nothing, I mean, when I came to, to Olu and, and joined, uh, joined the fraternity STE, like it was a shocker for me because, and, and it was a shocker, not because I just didn't know how to feel if it was correct of me to feel like they were normal to me because they were my friends, you know, and, and I enjoy talking to them and I did that. But it was just a, a struggle because that's not the way you raise. You know, all those things are you raised when you're younger and all these traditional things. But I can tell you that ST opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I respect a lot of the guys there. Uh, I mean, they've done great things. And it's I wouldn't have it any other way. And not even so much of that is there wasn't so much opening of us talking about our feelings. You didn't have to be of any sexual orientation. Uh, to be able to talk about your feelings, just I think us as guys, we could not talk about our feelings. We just had to deal with it. Exactly. And I think I think that's what you're getting. Like the, the conversation went in a different direction, and, I, I, and we can't talk about certain sexual orientations without having somebody here that can, you know, talk with us about it. So I think more so is like we we're just not exposed to enough. We weren't exposed to being able to, like this conversation right here wouldn't be happening in high school. Like we would not be saying, hey, I have, I like pink, purple and pastel and Easter colors. Like I wouldn't say that. You know what, I did. Uh, I wouldn't say, we, I wouldn't say, yeah, I am closer to my mom than I am to my dad things like that, those conversations, or I grew up learning more from my mom emotion-wise than I did from my dad, things like that. And I think that's what you're saying as a, or I don't know if you are, but when you say we need to care for men, we need to talk about men's health, we need to then in that case, let it be okay for men to talk and be vulnerable. Is that a, that's a thing? And you, you hit exactly what yeah exactly what i'm thinking in that um and it, we go back to where i said that when we were younger in, in our whether i mean i have never researched if this was in any city or whatever it were in any high school i just know from experience where we were at that it's it's very difficult to show your feelings right so coming into college into a whole different population you join st you see all these, you meet all these uh, guys, men from different backgrounds and you learn to, you learn who they are. You, you accept them just like you, because there's nothing wrong. There, there's nothing different. We were just never uh, allowed to show those feelings. Uh, we were never allowed to, to do any of that. And that was just our why, culture. Why do you, okay. The culture, why do you think, why do you think we're not allowed? To, to be able to show that, or we Machismo, weren't. Border towns, I guess, right? Well, it, to me, it could be, it could be really our religion. You can start with your religion, you know, Catholicism. Uh, you can start with uh, the fact that our parents were raised very differently. Uh, I mean, that that's mostly where it all starts. Um, and then you have, you have that. You, you gotta understand you you have a lot of immigrants coming from, from Mexico into here 
and they have a whole different or and I'm going to say we have because I definitely am an immigrant and I came from there. You have a whole different understanding than uh, than somebody that already lives in the U.S. Because the U.S. has uh, is more moderate, in my opinion, even though nowadays it feels like we're so conservative. Uh, I do believe that we're, it, it's always been a little bit in between, you know, people have been allowed to, you know, to look Open at the up. facts and yeah, and, and do all that. And and in Mexico, on the other hand, it has been very different. Uh, so that that's where I think it starts, you know, it's. it's so I think you're coming, you're coming more culture wise. Uh, but I think, I don't know from, I don't know. I don't know if Worm has something to say. He's just kind of quiet. I mean, no, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think, I think it's always, it, to, for me, it's always been the times. At the time, we guys are supposed to, and even now, like, we're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be able to handle things. We're supposed to not have feelings or we're not supposed to complain. Uh, at least, and that's my perspective. And I'm not saying, like, you know, Jen lets me complain. She probably lets me complain way too much. But, like, at work or other things, like, I always feel like I don't have any room to talk. Because, you know what, women have been pushed down so much. Like, they've, they've always been having to break the glass ceiling and trying to be equal all the time. And I get that, like, and they should. They should be 100% equal and they should be at at our level or even beyond because some of them deserve to be on. But at what point does it make it to where we can't say anything? Like, we can't hurt. And I make that joke every now and then at work. It's like, you know what? Sometimes I go to my room and I cry a little bit for lunch. <laughs> and everybody laughs. Little bitch. What if I did? What if I did? What if that was true? No, no, what if I did like to close the door and cry a little bit? That's does good that because you need to let it out some less of a person. No, that's good because you're you're letting it out. That's good. I think it's good. I think it's good that we all cry and, and let it out. What do you think? What do you think, Daddy? <laughs> Did we just go too hard for you? Too hard, too fast for you? Hey, if no, you're gonna bring uh, real stuff, hey, if you're listen, gonna bring uh, real stuff, you're gonna be ready to talk real. Hey, talk. we're 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 hey, we joke, but the, the we're reason, real. We're the real. reason why I why I, I'm just trying to process and and the reason i'm trying to process is it, i completely agree with that um we were in and a lot of the things that i'm saying here is is my opinion i'm not saying anything is anybody else's opinion um it's your perspective or my perspective on things yeah it's a better that's a better word right there let's say it's my yeah, perspective, yeah, perspective on things. Uh, no, that's, that's the whole sounds, point sounds, of sounds more <laughs> professional yeah we don't care about opinions we care about perspective that's so, what we're based around. <laughs> personally, in my perspective, there you go. I've always been the type of person that believed that I was antisocial per se. Like I would, I would always be hitting somewhere, closing my feelings. Nobody would know how I felt. Like especially my my deep uh, feelings, and I never had anybody to talk to. You see, because for women is really, they, they talk to everybody, even if it's gossip, even whatever it is, they like to talk to each other. Uh, their feelings, they like to cheese me, everything, you know, because that's who they are. They're, they, they enjoy talking to each other. For men, on the other hand, it's very difficult for me to call George and tell him, hey, man, you know, I feel, I feel like crap today. You know, I feel, I feel like the world's coming down. Like I, like, it's just very difficult. So you keep those feelings inside you, 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 you keep them. And, 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 and before you go any further, if you called me, this is what would happen. Cause this guy calling me for it. It's true. It's, it's like, it, it's true. You, because, not even we don't know how to express ourselves and the person we're asking help from doesn't even know what to say either because they don't know how to they're in the same situation we are they they don't know how to express themselves so that would be the i mean i would do the same like i would be like hey um what 
I don't know what to say. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you because I don't want to, I don't want to cross any, um, any lines. Yeah. Any lines on how they're feeling or I don't want to expose your words or stuff. Maybe you don't want to offend or lead them down a wrong path or give them wrong advice, I guess. Right. So that I completely agree with you on that, George. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just very difficult for uh, for us to express, and I think we should normalize that. We and I'm gonna have a question to give you or ask you, but before I say that, I'm gonna go ahead and say I was very, very offended in high school <laughs> when you guys would make fun of me for listening to country music. Ooh, and now, hey, now you everybody work. now is listening to country music and holding their feelings, hey. and they want to know that they had a heartbreak. <laughs> I was just ahead of my time, I guess. So, just so you know, I still don't listen to country. <laughs> oh, you lie! I send you post. I send you post about hey. the Marisco Flats and who else? With this conversation, how do you think, in your perspective? that we can, as guys, we can start opening up the conversation where we feel comfortable, hey, talking to another guy buddy or even to our wives or to our brothers or sisters, maybe even our parents. Like, How do we open up that conversation to be like, hey, I need to talk about my feelings and it's going to be okay? You know, that that's a really difficult uh, question to answer and but I'm going to do my best to give that perspective. And the reason being is as a man, um, you need to look at the core inside of you and, and, you know, open up. And that's one of the hardest things you can do. I mean, you, you can go back and, and think about that relationship, whichever person you had the best relationship with, whether it was your mom or your dad, and you open up and you talk to them and you, and you allow your feelings to come out. Um, but it's one of the hardest things you can do because you're not used to it. Um, and maybe there's some men that are used to it. Maybe there's some men that, that were, that were raised like that. Uh, but in my perspective, I was not raised like that. So it took me a long time to be able to talk to my dad. My, to just tell you a, a perspective of that. My dad would rarely hug me or give me a kiss or anything like that, but I knew he loved me because he, he would feed me, he would work for us, he would do all that stuff. So I, I knew that the love was there. That was the way of him showing his love. But there was Hold never on. a... Did you say he would beat you or feed you? I, I didn't mean. <laughs> One more time. You would beat, beat you me. Or... What? F-E-E-D. Okay. He would feed me. <laughs> feed, okay. Because, so, you know, hey, it's a tricky so, sometimes, director. So, sometimes my uh, Mexican accent comes out. So, you know, you have to... You have sometimes, to get used to that. Yeah. Sometimes your residency and your legal—it comes yeah. out. It, it depends where I'm at. No, but okay, I get what you're saying. So keep going. I'm sorry. I digress. So pretty, sorry, I had to stop you, and I had to. No, no, no. So pretty, pretty. To my dad, everything he was doing, which was providing for the family, that's how he would show his love to me. There was never a conversation where we would sit down and he would talk to me about my feelings, about how I felt. So when I grew up, that's how I thought things should be. You know, a man should never uh, express their feelings, how they're, how they're feeling, things like that. Uh, so it's the core of it is you looking at yourself and making sure that uh, that you know or you understand yourself so that you can actually express this. Because if you don't look at yourself of who you are and, and how, uh, how you're feeling, uh, it's going to become very difficult for you to bring those feelings out. And my biggest uh, advice is to find somebody that you trust, whether it's your wife, whether it's a, a friend, and actually just talk to them. It doesn't have to, be, you don't have to express your feelings right away. Just like we did right now. We were just discussing how George likes uh, the pink and all that stuff. And we just opened up just because we were just, we're just here, you know, we're, we're just talking, we're just discussing things. And that's, that's would be my best advice to talking or opening up to your feelings on that. So find someone that you can have an open discussion with. Yeah. No judgment. Well, 
Yeah, well, I think another part too, like, you know what I've uh, had difficulty with? Um, like after college, for whatever reason, I guess, because maybe I was raised this way, um, I would never reach out to people, like even just to like hang out or spend time with them or whatever. Um, I would always wait for other people to reach out to me. And if they didn't reach out to me, then I would get offended because I'd be welcome to reach out to me. But then I would have to realize, well, I could do the same thing. You know what I mean? And it, it took me some time to um to do that but um but now now i feel comfortable like just saying hey man you want to hang out or hey what are you up to or just reaching out to different people you know what i mean uh before i wouldn't do that and then through that then like hey if we just have a beer then i then we could talk about my feelings and i could use the excuse oh i was drunk that's why i cried you know what i mean <laughs> hey, you did you did let me know a lot of the times when you got drunk in the couch and on my house. There you go. Hey, well, I lied. I, I probably wasn't drunk. Uh, that was just my <laughs> excuse. Oh, I was drunk. <laughs> no, I'm sure you were drunk, man. He cried because he was drunk. He peed himself because <laughs> he, he was crying. <laughs> and then you spilled your beer on my new couches. Oh, right I'm sorry, there. bro. How much does? <laughs> I'll buy you new couches. I'll buy you new couches. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been thrown up. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That is I true. Feel, hey, thank I, you, bro. I, I appreciate somebody's couch before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but um, what about people who, like, especially during these times, man, like, I, you know who I really, I feel... I really feel for people who during these, uh, I guess, isolation times, you know, maybe they don't have anyone to reach out to or, or I don't know, maybe they don't feel comfortable reaching out to anyone. And then it could lead to depression. Um, shoot. Like what do those people, what, well, I guess, what can they resort to? Like, especially during this time um, in COVID, you know, right now in COVID, it's one of the most, I mean, we're looking at all these stats. I'm not going to go through all these facts or whatever, but I, I have uh, been paying attention to that on how it's been difficult because as humans, you know, even whether we're male or female, we're used to socializing with each other, you know, wherever it is. And it's just been difficult because you're just stuck inside and there's nothing you can do. You know, you feel like you're caged in inside and all that. Um, and so honestly, I can't, I didn't go through it alone, like this whole COVID. So I was able to have somebody to talk to and kids driving me crazy and all that. Yeah, yeah. You're frustrated. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I was more frustrated and I was <laughs> going depressed for sure. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I can't really give you a real perspective on, on, on what, what they can do in that regard. Uh, I'm assuming just trying to stay as sane as we can because it, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation for sure. Yeah, yeah. When it no, comes definitely. to COVID, yeah. No, definitely. Well, and, and I, I don't know, like, for me, per oh, go ahead, George. Sorry. Well, no, no. Say your no, 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 wait, wait, no, me first. Okay, go ahead. Just say something. Somebody, <laughs> say something. No, here's the thing. I'll go. When I, I'm going to interrupt. I'll go, no, no, no. And then what yeah, yeah, yes. he does this. No, he does this. Well, one thing I was thinking... <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a like respectful way to interrupt you, and then he gets offended and want to go. No, 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 hold on, I was already talking. <laughs> but he doesn't realize that Zoom has like a a delay. Okay, so yeah. talking about the depression, I delay. hopefully you. I don't know if you have ever felt any kind of depression. I don't know if I've ever. Do we even know? if we're going through a depression or are we just going through it? Like, I think it's like, it's not till somebody tells you like, Oh, like you seem off or you're not as motivated or you're not doing it. Like somebody else, I feel for me, I feel that for me, that somebody has to tell you that you're acting different or you don't seem the same you. And then maybe at that point you start thinking, maybe I'm going through something. And I don't think I have ever, actually, I'm lying. I think I've, I've gone through things with the fact that, okay, Rona hit, and I could I didn't have that, like, oh, I can at least go every once in a while to the gym. Because I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't want to risk it. Whatever it is, like, you people can believe whatever they want. I didn't want to for my own thing. 
and I started feeling like more sluggish and just kind of like I didn't care enough. I didn't have to, and I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to see anyone. I didn't have to pretend. So I was just like more leaning into it, just like whatever, don't care. Um, so that's laziness, bro. And it could be. That's what I'm thinking. Like I don't know. Like when does actually that's that's actually a good point. Like when is laziness getting into depression, where it's just like, are you are you just being lazy, or at this point you're in a depression because you're not doing anything good for yourself? There doesn't well, have to be. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. It doesn't have to mean that that you're sad about something. Like we we're all going through things, but. And I think it, it doesn't have to be like you're sad about something. It's just more like you're just kind of like there. You're just there. You're just existing. And that could be a depression as well. Like you just feel like you're existing. You don't have a purpose. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. Could be a thing. More? Juan? Daddy, oh, yeah, you Daddy, hit me, bro. Juan? You hit me right there. But go ahead. Oh, Daddy. I'll hit you somewhere else if I can do it virtually. <laughs> you know, I, There's I would one place like to... I want you uh, to I would like to add something to that, George, in, in the regard that, like, when do you feel that you're that 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 you might be getting depressed or anxiety? Because you know, the depression and anxiety kind of have the same symptoms. You know, especially right now during COVID, like we we are, you have this anxiety of like always washing your hands or like everything you touch, like you might get COVID or anything anything you do is like Rona and it's like you're all over the place and and then you're your nerves just keep, I mean, your anxiety just keeps going and going because we keep reading news. We keep watching all these things of people dying and then your kids dying and then like all these cases going up. So like that stress level, you can just feel it. Like, I mean, and you, I don't know if you can feel it, but I can feel it. Like I can no, feel yeah. like that stress level. Like it's like just going up and 100. And, I, and then at the same time you get that, that one little easy feeling of like, Oh, maybe maybe things are all right. Like maybe it's just in my head, <laughs> right? And then it's like, oh no, no, shit happening somewhere. And that's why I want like to say, wear your too hard, too hard, <laughs> too hard, too fast mask, right? Boom, right hey, here. I have my mask. Hey, if you, you would go. tell me when I would wear it, you know. Yeah, there hey. you go, bro. That's well, good. once you're a guest, you're, you're eligible to get a free one. That's I'll right, send you uh, anything racist when you can send me a, a too hard, too fast. Hey, speaking of racist or racist? I'm saying racist. Oh, racist? Hey, I want to know, bro. Who, oh, I'm down, dude. Right. Hey, 100%. Let's, let's, uh, you, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, kind of thing. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, I want to go back to uh, being able to talk to people, especially as guys. I don't know. This is how I felt. I always felt like, uh, you know, just hanging out with someone, drinking, drinking some beers, that that helps open up. That helps being able to talk to someone. What do you think? What do you guys think? Or is that just an alcohol problem I have? <laughs> it could be. It could be. But I'll let one answer, and then I'll give my perspective. You know, you obviously when you when you drink alcohol, it it, it uh releases all those uh. Endorphins. Endorphins and like it does yeah, all dude. that and, and it relaxes That's what I'm about, you. And, dude. And if I could, I have a pill of endorphins that I can take, but but if you know what I should make that. Shoot. What makes it really risky is when you're drinking to forget those feelings. You know, you, you drink for, to forget and then you to you're trying mind. to forget, but you're still releasing on those endorphins, you're relaxing, so your mind's still racing and your mind's still thinking and, yeah, and you get my, to a point my where mind it's starts like starts racing a five K right there. Boom, dude, it's focused. <laughs> no, well, actually, at the same time, like that's a good, that's a good point. Like when you're running, you're releasing. I don't know if it's endorphins. Endorphins also, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you run. You so exercise, after a certain relax. point, yeah, yeah, you get that. It's called that runner's high. So it's almost the same thing. Like you can just the more or, screw that cannabis right here. Get high right here. Boom. Anyways, well, to ahead, answer so. your question, where I'm like, I don't think that drinking and talking about perspectives and feelings it's going to be the way to do it right i mean we build the whole podcast to it literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did, I know. hey that's true hey you're feeling sad you know what come on our show we'll talk to you too you know uh, uh 
the reason why I wanted to come out in, in the show was uh, I wanted to advocate for men's health when it comes to their mental health. Um, it's a couple of, a few years ago, back, back in 2014, I went through a, a process um, that was very difficult for me, uh, a situation where, and then I'm going to go deep in here because I really want y'all to understand that, that, that whole concept of it. You know, I, I was very cultural, raised very traditional, where the man has to provide for the family, where, where everything is going to do that. But I also always felt like I was more leaning moderate, liberal, meaning I, I, I really didn't care if my wife was working and, and making, uh, making all the money and providing for me or whatever, up until a point where I had my first son. Mm. And uh, I had my first son, and then that's when my extended family, which is my in-laws, started to come in and say, hey, you know, uh, why, is my, why is my daughter working as, as much as mm. she is, and why aren't you making this much? And, and even though it never came up public or anything like that, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. It, it just gave me a feeling that I was failing my family. Mm. That I was, so that's what brought me into, this, into, this, into the dark stage of it where I started feeling that I couldn't provide for my wife. Uh, so all, the, all that started to, because people are telling me now, it's not just before I would just let it go because nobody was telling me, but now people were putting it in my head, telling me like, well, you can't do it. You know, your wife is making more money than you are. At that, at that time we were struggling because we just had our first kid. We had just gotten pregnant with our second kid. Um, I still wasn't making enough money. I, um, what do you call it? I was getting, gaining weight, you know, so I didn't feel attracted to my wife anymore. I felt like my wife was going to leave me because I didn't, uh, I didn't look the way that she wanted me to. And she was always running, staying fit. She was always like this person that liked to work out. So looking at me, I was always gaining weight. always like, so it, I, I didn't feel any, like if basically what I'm trying to say, if I couldn't give like, provide to her like monetary then and then I can't provide with her sexually pretty much because I don't feel attractive anymore then what am I worth or what am, what am I here for right like I have my wife I have my kids I have all this but I can't provide for them so what, what am I doing like what what's what's going on so that was once I went through that hole it, it was very difficult to to get out and there was nothing anybody could tell me to make me feel better because I was already, I was already there. I couldn't change my situation fast. You know, I couldn't just quit my job and try and find a job that pays me more money because who's going to pay me more money? You know, like uh, I couldn't just say, I'm going to start working out and I'm going to finish. I'm going to lose weight in a week and my wife, I'm going to feel more attractive and my wife's going to like love me again. And I'm going to be able to perform again and, you know, in the bed or in the bedroom, whatever it is. So once all that got, once I got all the way into that situation there, it was difficult to, to come out because I, I wouldn't talk to anybody. Nobody knew how I felt. Nobody, no, nobody knew my, I would talk to my wife and my wife, if it wasn't for her, I probably would still be in, in this anxiety, depression part of it because she tried her best to, you know, tell me, it's going to be okay. We love you. You know, the kids love you. Everything's going to be fine. But every step of the way, you know, I, I, uh, I would falter. Like it was either, um, we lost our, our home, you know, we, we got into an accident. We, uh, we had another, like we, we had another kid coming like during that time. Yeah, like, you went so, through all that? like we, we just went through all that, you know, like, wow. Uh, the accident was more, um, what I mean with accident, like, like uh, the car was, like we lost a car where. Um, it was total? What is it called? It, it wasn't like a, uh, an accident, um, a car accident or a, like a wreck. It was more like the car broke down and, and, oh. and things like that. And we didn't have money to fix it. And so it was, like we just went through so many things, so, so many things that when I was trying to like work, my feelings back trying to fix myself something else would hit me and I was like oh man like how am I going to get out of this 
and and it was just nights where I wouldn't sleep, I wouldn't do anything. Like it was, it, it just it was a complete mess. And what I'm trying to advocate is that it, even though I never said I want to die or I want to kill myself or I don't want to exist or live anymore, you know, um, I think that if I would have continued going down that path. I probably would have thought that because I wouldn't talk to anybody. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't talk to uh, my parents I, and nothing like that. But there was this, this, this moment of light. Um, and I'm going to go back to that comment that George said, where, where he, uh, he, he said he, he was trying to make it a joke, but the way I saw it was kind of true. And, and reason being is my dad would always challenge me when I was little. Like he would always tell me like I would do something good and he would say somebody else can do it better. Mm. And I would do something and then I would I would prove him wrong and do something higher, you know, like I graduated college, I got good grades. I like and he would I was gonna get married and he would tell me like, you know, let's see if you last this many years. Let's see if you like so like it was but in his way, I love my dad. I have nothing against my dad. I, I, he's my hero. But in ways, the way he thought he was doing it was he, he thought that by doing that, he was teaching me how to be a man, right? How to overcome things. And that little light that he threw on me, that fire and that I still have inside me, that little fire that he put inside me allowed me to come out of, of this dark side that I was going into. Um, I remember going in, uh, I, we needed a, there was this vacation that my in-laws, everybody kind of knew that I was going through some anxiety and depression. And we took this trip to Mexico. And I think that was a trip where I felt completely down because we couldn't afford it. You know, we, it was a family trip with my in-laws. We couldn't afford it. Um, we were struggling. Uh, but they wanted to have a family trip. And I had already told my wife, you know, we can't make it. I said, we just had the baby. We're trying to get a house. Like we're trying to get back and, and we're not going to do it. And they went all and said, well, we're going to pay for it. That's one of the worst things in my mind that they could have done because they just, it just spiraled me out of control because they were trying to help me, you know, help us, you know, let's all go together. But in my mind, it was like, I can't even pay for a trip. Like I, like I can't do anything like this is, this is like shit, you know, like this is all going down the drain. So that trip was the worst trip, you know, like it was, everything was paid for. I mean, I thanked them for all that and all that, but the fact that I didn't pay for anything, the fact that I was just there made me feel even worse. So I gained even more weight. I, I did all that. By the time I reach a point that um, I wanted to get out of this, like I, I, I knew that, that there was something wrong with me. I just needed to get out of it and I didn't know how to. So I went to another trip and this trip I paid for it myself. Uh, it was nothing, uh, nothing fancy, anything like that. What we did is every year, we, every two years, we go to Mexico to visit my grandparents in, in Mexico where I was born. And, uh, I sit down and I talk to my grandpa. Never had a conversation with my feelings with my grandpa. My grandpa is one of the most conservative people, a man that I know. And we sit down and he told me, he, he, one of the things he told me, he's like, you know, you, you can talk to me. You can say anything you, you want to say to me. There, there's nothing wrong with you telling me and this is this that I'm saying right now, I've never told anybody, like not even my dad, nobody about this. This is the first time that I'm talking about this part here where my, my grandpa just sat down there and he allowed me to just talk to him. And I talked to him about everything that I was feeling. And I talked to him about how I feel like a failure as a family man, how I feel like a failure as a father, how I feel like a failure as a lover to my wife, like how, like all of that, just, he just listened to me. All he said at the beginning was, you can talk to me. There was nothing else he said. And I just understood that I could talk to him. And at the end, he told me that a man 
creates his own path with the people that he surrounds himself with. And what I understood from it, he said it in Spanish, but what I understood with that was in Spanish. What I understood, what I understood with that was that say, say, it, say it in Spanish before you go. So he said, un hombre sigue su camino con la gente que lo rodea, right? Which made me realize that I had everything I needed to carve my path, you know, to continue my life. And that what I had around me was my sons, I had my wife, I had my parents. Like everybody was cheering for me to continue. So that, that trip there was the most relaxed. Like I, I live like in, it's like an epiphany for me. Like I, like I just realized that I needed to change. And once I realized that, I figured out what I needed to do. So if I wanted to feel good about myself, then I needed to change who I was before I could start helping other people. Before I could, pro before I could provide for my family, I had to change who I was. Like I had to get myself right. So that's the reason why I started working out. That's the reason why I started like, um, you know, creating my mental health. Like all of that is a reason why, because I wanted to be the, I wanted to be fit. You know, I wanted my wife to, 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 if my wife was staying fit for me, I, I mean, in a marriage, you're doing that for your, for each other. Right. So if my wife is doing that for me, then why can't I do the same thing for her? You know, stay fit. You know, it, not that she cares, but I'm doing it for her because I'm giving her the same thing that she's giving back to me. Uh, the same with my kids, you know, my kids love me unconditionally. They can care less if I'm giving them a hundred dollars from giving them a penny. They don't really care. So why can't I just enjoy their joy with them? You know? So by fixing my mental health and my physical health, it allowed me to spend more time with the kids, you know, like have that energy. It allowed me to, to, uh, be happier with my wife, you know, and, and, and all that just changed my perspective in, in that regard. So going down that path and coming out of it is, is one of the most difficult things I've done in, in my life. Uh, and it's very difficult as a man to, to do that. It's, uh, it's, it's very difficult. So that's where, I, that's where I wanted to go with that in, in that regard. Would you even just open up about it, man? That was, that's that's the only reason you know me and Worm just let let you talk this whole time. No interruptions. Uh, that, that's hard. Yeah, for me not to interrupt you. No, uh, that was powerful. That was good stuff, man. That was good. <laughs> it was powerful. I really, I really, dang it. I didn't even, and you know, I, like we said earlier, we've been friends for so long. Never even knew you went through any of that. Like. So I guess Facebook doesn't really tell the whole story. You know, I, <laughs> Facebook just is, you just highlight what you want people to see. Yeah, and man. if you see people, if you see people that are happy, like that's, you think they're happy. And, and I think I, if we're going down this Facebook thing, I think social media is, is really bad when it comes to that because we see people traveling, we see people doing all these things and you're like, man, why can't I do that? Why can't I do this? Like, and, and but you don't really know what's happening behind closed doors. Like we never know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You don't know the context. You don't know yeah. if they're putting it on a credit card. You don't know, like you said, maybe someone paid for it or, yeah. or yeah, you don't know. You don't know the backstory. Um, yeah, man, I, I think what I find powerful about your story too, man, is, um, you know, like, if you're just like for me, for instance, I'm just an individual, right? So if, if um, I don't, you know, I don't have any responsibility really to anyone except myself. I, but what I think, like, man, dude, the and next level. Podcast. And this <laughs> you have a responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but I could, I could withdraw and be yeah. You know what I mean? But you know what I found powerful, like in your story, man. I mean, stepping up to be a man though is. Is dang man when you do have a responsibility to kids, your wife, and all these people, you know. I mean, I think that's man, that's that's tough. And then you're going, you're stuck where you said you were, you know, you how you felt. But um, I mean, man, I'm really glad that you did. I guess overcome that, or or maybe you're still going through the process. I'm not sure, but uh, well, because you can't just withdraw from that, though. You know what I mean? Because people are, you know, you have a responsibility. 
And so, and there's many, I mean, it, you can fall into depression at any time and anybody, I used to think that it was only, you know, the, the soldiers that would go out to war, you know, cause they saw so much blood, so much yeah. killing PTSD. and all that stuff. You know, yeah. I, I always thought it could happen, but I never thought it could help happen to me. And one of the biggest things that I learned from that was that you're not a man because you can provide for your family. Anybody can provide for the family. You're not a man because you can love your wife or have sex with your wife. Like that, that's not what makes you a man, you know, like a man, what a man makes, in my opinion, what makes you a man is a person that's going to respect. If you're married, you're going to respect your wife. You're going to do not 50%. A marriage is not 50, 50. In my opinion, a marriage is a hundred and a hundred. You're going to do the same thing that your wife is doing and she's going to, and you're going to help her. Like she's not expected to be cooking for you all the time. Even though I joke around that she prepares my meals and all that she does. <laughs> right. But <Yeah>. like, <laughs> uh, but I understand the, now I understand that just because I can't provide for them, that does not make me a man because anybody can provide, anybody can do that. But it's what happens in closed doors. You know, what, what happens in, in your family, how you're raising your kids, how you're, being with your kids and things like that, that's going to make you the man you are. And I try to think about it all the time. And when I feel like I'm going back into that, like right now with COVID, I went with COVID where I lost uh, part of my salary because they couldn't pay for it. You know, like a lot of these businesses, you know, they, especially with uh, working in the, in the Catholic or nonprofit sector, uh, they don't have a lot of money. So, I lost some of that. So yeah, I, I did go through that. You know, I was thinking, how are we going to do it? What are we going to do? But before I could go back into that path and be like, oh man, I'm already, I've already reached a point where I can't go back, right? I'm going to struggle to go back. I start thinking about all the positive things that I have. I start thinking about my wife, about my kids, about why I do things. And, and I realize that I do everything for my kids and my wife. It brings me joy when I go to work because my kids are happy. It brings me joy when I, when I'm here with them because my kids are happy, just seeing their faces like every day in the morning, you know, smile and just, just see them, see them running and just see them like, you know, hugging you for no reason. And like giving you a kiss for no reason. It's just like, that's like the best feeling in the world. Like it's knowing that you're going to go home and your wife is happy to see you. And your wife is just so excited to just, and I'm not the most loving person. I am not like, I don't oh, like to be kiss, kissing and hugging and doing all that stuff. Like it just knowing that it just brings me joy. And, and, and it sucks that it took me like three or four years to realize that, that I had to go through that path to realize that. Um, but I can say I'm a better man for, for, you know, going through that. And I, I really don't wish anybody going through it. Um, but if you do well, just know that you. you can talk to me. <laughs> the thing is, uh, um, like you, the conversation is that guys are going through it. The fact is that not everybody is willing, not every guy is willing to talk about it. And that's what we wanted to push today. And I'm really glad that you brought this conversation up and brought this to us because we probably wouldn't have pushed it out for much longer or maybe probably wouldn't even think about pushing this conversation out. So I'm glad that you wanted to come on the podcast and talk about this, man. This, this is hardcore. It's very serious. I know we got very serious, very quiet for a long time. And but everything you had to say was like needed to be heard. And hopefully whoever's hearing this, it's going to help somebody. And that's the whole thing. You know, when you provide somebody's perspective, we hope that it helps somebody. What we're doing right now in this podcast, it's what we had then. It's like that open conversation of you bring your background and tell me what you're about. And I'm going to tell you what I'm about. And then we're just going to accept each other for our own perspectives, our own background, whatever, whatever we're dealing with. And that's, I feel like that's it. I feel like you have something to say and I'm going to end it here. No, 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 no. I'm going to end. I'm going to go one final <laughs> thought. If Daddy George and Daddy Juan 
will do anything for their kids and just want the kids to come to them even when they act dumb or whatever. And the same way Daddy George and Daddy Juan won't turn them away. That's the way Daddy God is. But all right, I'm going to end it at that. Hey, Daddy Juan, what, what um, what's your 5K? Give us your advertise one more time to see your shirt. Oh, man. Uh, wife's going to be happy to see this. Hell, yeah. Let's see it one more time. Anything for Concha's 5K, man. It's uh, brought to you by Anything Racist, created by Miss Diana Gutierrez. Ooh, and it's dude, anything like racist, not anything racist. All right? It's anything <laughs> racist. I'll do either one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, like I said, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I love that T-shirt. <laughs> Let's make something happen, man. Let's see uh, it. Right sounds good, man. <laughs> so, with that said... We're going to end the podcast here. Juan, JC, whatever you're being called now these days. Daddy Papi Chulo. Papi, Papi Chulo. Chulo. Thank you for coming on the podcast. This was, I, I feel like I say this all the time, but we really went all over the place. El Paso, Eagle Pass, Chico Sacos, Chorro. Uh, chorro. Hey, we didn't talk about chorro, but we can. <laughs> we did talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. But once you mentioned chicos, we all oh. got chorro. <laughs> Just virtually, virtually, we all got a chorro. Uh, but and then we we got real serious for a little bit, and yeah, we kind of, yeah. you know, God loves you. We got we have to go too hard, too fast, and with the serious stuff. So, but I appreciate that you brought this topic to us. We needed this topic. People needed to hear it. It's not a solution to how, but it's an open conversation to make it available for guys to be able to talk about their feelings with whoever they feel comfortable with. Maybe it's a too hard, too fast podcast. Yeah. Um, but with that said, remember. Derby, you. Derby, weird. Worm, what are you going to say? How about uh, Daddy Juan? Anything racist? 5K, go too hard, too fast. Go sign up. With that said, once again, another podcast down the drain. We'll see you guys the next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.